Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to RNIB Connect Radio with me, Jill Barkley. Now, I'm delighted to welcome the lovely Maria Johnson, our very own girl gone blind to the programme. Hello, Maria. Hi, Jill. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you this week? Oh, I'm doing really, really well. Thank you. Do you know something? I know you're doing really well because I've been reading up on your blog and I am so proud of you, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So obviously you read the last blog I just posted. Yes, I did indeed. And this is um, something that I don't think people will actually get until we say it. But, But you went out for the first time on your own with your white cane. Yes, I did. I ventured out on my own by myself nobody else but my white cane. I have never left my home with nobody in tow to go to a a shopping mall or a shopping area to navigate, to make my way around the surroundings and environment, to cross parking lots, to ask for help because I didn't have anyone there to help me do some shopping all by my little self. Oh, well done, Maria. I think it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot to somebody that maybe would look at a blind person and just accept that, wow, you know, they're amazing. They're getting out and about with their cane or their dog, but they forget that there's been a journey to get to that point of of confidence. And actually, one of the most frightening, terrifying things that has ever happened to me in my life was not losing my sight, was not doing some of the crazy things that I've done, flying helicopters and I've flown a plane and jumped off big tall things and da 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 da. The most terrifying thing I've ever done is go out with my guide dog for the first time. And the achievement that you feel is just, you can't put it into words. Oh, yes. I had a hard time kind of getting out everything in this blog in words. Um, I actually wrote this blog 45 minutes after I got home because the emotions were so strong and I didn't know whether to cry or laugh or be happy or, you know, dance around the house or uh, I I didn't know what to do. So I thought, I'm going to write about this because it's fresh. It's right on the tip of my tongue and whatever comes out, comes out. So much mental things are swirling in your head. And all I knew is that I had done this accomplishment and I had conquered one of my biggest fears, which was going out by myself, which sounds so simple. And we used to do it before we lost our vision all the time. I didn't think twice about it. Now we think about it, even I suppose many years into it, Jill, that sometimes you, you know, you go with your guide dog, maybe you're on your own and you might think twice or three times about your route and where you're going to go. I mean, you don't just walk out like you used to. No, definitely not. And I tell you, you know, noises can still affect me in that, you know, if a, a big lorry goes trundling past me and you get that kind of you know how they shake a bit um you know that can give me a fright or if I hear footsteps behind me and I'm not in a familiar place then then that can kind of get the hairs in the back of my neck standing up so these little things still do come to kind of torment you but it's about getting out there and trying to take that little step out of your comfort zone and going a little further each time to build up the confidence and now that you've done it Maria you just need to keep going out and doing it to reinforce it well yeah you've got to keep up the role and the motivation and I can't let that spark die because I'll be taking a few steps back instead of a few steps forward out of that comfort zone and I did go to a familiar area obviously probably a very smart choice and I went to familiar stores and 
I listened for familiar voices because I happened to know people who worked at these stores and that was helpful. So I, I did plan it out a little bit in my head how I was going to tackle it, how I was going to do it. But again, it takes a while to even get to that point. And I do talk about how this whole vision loss thing devastated me. And every time I thought about how was I going to ever go out on my own ever, ever again, it just paralyzed me. And it's been almost three years since I was diagnosed with my disease. And I just did it. So I want people to know that it can take a long time. You may do it in three months. I mean, some people you know, hey, you go for it, rock star. But it may take people a couple of years like myself, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, when you do it is when you do it on your time, on your terms. And that's how I did it. And I wanted to share that because I want other people to know and to feel that they have somebody in their court that's just like them. Exactly, Maria. And honestly, reading your blog brought tears to my eyes because, you know, it just made me think right back to that second when I stepped out the door for the first time and put my dog's harness on and I felt terrified, excited, mm -hmm. nervous. Uh, coming back, I was overwhelmed. I was, you know, almost jumping. But like you, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry because it is such a huge moment and something that you would just take for granted uh, that I would have taken for granted as a sighted person. Absolutely. And my friends have made a lot of comments on my blog that they're so proud of me. And you know what? And that's really nice that they even take a moment to read my blog, but that they get what I go through and they don't disrespect it. They respect what I'm going through. And I have such a wonderful circle of friends. And of course, any of them would take me places and help me out. But as I said in my blog, that's not the point sometimes. We want to be able to have our own control over what we want to do and where we go. And just maybe to prove to ourselves, especially in the beginning, like myself, that we can do it. And as you said, I need to maybe keep this to once a week or maybe venture to a place that's maybe a little bit unfamiliar to build that confidence even more so. Be more brave, build my big girl courage so that eventually I, you know, I'm not as afraid. Isn't that what we all want after losing vision? We don't want to be afraid. We don't want to have our fears holding us back. Well, that's the thing. And they do say that true bravery is born out of true fear. And I truly believe that, Maria, mm. because yes. at times where, you know, I've been at my most frightened in my life it is the times where people will turn around to me and say, you are so incredibly brave. And I think, but why do you think that? Because I'm terrified. I'm terrified right now. Yeah, exactly. But I think possibly they look at us and think, wow, they can't see or see very well. And look where they're putting themselves. They're putting themselves out there, outside the zone, if you will. And I appreciate people who give me that pat on the back or say that you're incredibly brave. I've had some people say that they don't really like when people tell them they're incredible or they're proud of them because they're you know, doing something because they're blind. But you know what? I appreciate it, honestly. I, I do. Because it just... It just helps me keep going and knowing that I'm doing the right thing. If you had nobody on your 
team or on your side, you probably sit in your house all day and shrivel up into a, you know, raisin. I don't know. But I want to be out there and I want to be alive and I want to experience things. But I know they're going to be very, very different. And I'm not going to know how to do it unless I get out there. Well, my little California raisin, you are no (laughs) California raisin. Uh, You certainly are getting out there. You're inspiring us all, Maria, and we do appreciate your blogs. And uh, are you getting back to the fitness? Because I know you've been injured recently. Yes, actually, I made a date on the calendar to get back to the gym to teaching at the end of September. And I've also committed to a 45-mile bike ride at the end of October, which is actually one leg of a triathlon for a big organization here called the Challenged Athletes Foundation, which puts on a big triathlete challenge that brings people from all over who are disabled and they do a triathlon. And I actually was asked if I would do the cycling leg on this triathlon and I said yes. So I've got that to train for as well. Fantastic. Well, listen, I look forward to hearing more about it. And obviously, if anybody wants to take a look at this blog or indeed any of your past blogs, there's three years worth of uh, incredible writing there. You are a beautiful writer, Maria. You really are. But if anybody wants to take a look, what's the best way to do so? Well, thank you for those compliments. I appreciate that. Anybody can go to my blog at girlgoneblind.com. You can also go to my Facebook page, which is Girl Gone Blind, and Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind. And I would love to hear from anybody at any time. Maria, it's been great chatting to you as always. Thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio. We'll speak to you again next week. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.